0: If you just dropped into this planet from wherever and knew nothing about God and decided that you wanted to investigate, you're going to probably notice a lot of things in nature, but someone's probably going to hand you a Bible, and what's the first thing you're going to read? Usually, whenever we get a book, we start at the beginning, right? And the the introduction to who God is is creator. That's how he's first introduced. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And when we look at that story, it's kind of interesting if you've never really thought about the order of things, but it tells us that God created the heavens and the earth. Man didn't exist yet, right? And the earth was formless and void, and darkness was over the surface of the deep. And I don't know how many times I've read that. But I guess I never stopped to think, why did you do it that way, God? God's all-knowing, all-powerful. He can speak, and the heavens and earth can appear. But yet, why are we told they were formless and void, and there was darkness? Why didn't God just speak and everything appeared all at one time? Well, I don't know how to answer that question, (laughs) but what I do suspect is that God wants to show us that he can bring order out of confusion or out of chaos. It goes on to say that uh, the spirit of God was moving over the surface of the waters, but when we look at at this idea of the earth being formless and void and darkness over the surface of the deep, I looked up in the original language the meanings of some of these words, and I thought, what are you really saying here, Lord? So the earth is formless and void. It lacked shape and light, and you even get the idea that it lacked love. But this was not a mistake. God created the raw materials of the earth, And then he continued to create over the next five days, right? Because he rested on the seventh. So six days of creation. And when you look at this, the word formless means kind of what you would think. Desolate, laid waste. It means confusion, an empty place without form, formless. Void, chaotic. So we're told the earth was formless and void. And the word void means emptiness or waste or vacuity, like just a vacuum almost, like there's just nothing. I mean, there's something, but it's chaotic. It's not orderly. And then the word darkness means just what you would expect, obscurity or night or absence of light. It seems hopeless and pointless. It's a description of creation in process, but God was not finished. The second part of Verse 2 says, the spirit of God was moving over the surface of the waters. And so when you look at the word spirit, you find that it means breath or mind or wind. And in this case, personal force. And I would say a capitalized personal force. The spirit of God was moving. Some translations say hovering. And that word means, literally it means relaxing cherishing with tender love when you look it up that's what you'll find the spirit of god is hovering not upset but in a relaxed manner over his creation cherishing with tender love and i thought that was very very interesting (laughs) We see a similar scenario when God created man. You jump over to chapter 2 in Genesis and verse 7. Then the Lord God formed man of dust from the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being. Have you ever noticed that God created man? He existed, but he wasn't alive. It was when the Spirit of God breathed life into him that he became a living being. So just as the earth existed but lacked form and order until the Spirit of God came and hovered and completed, so did man. And our lives are much like that, aren't they, from time to time. We find ourselves sometimes in a place of darkness, a place that's kind of like a void. It seems formless. It seems hopeless. We have places of emptiness, loss. And then God's spirit comes. And he hovers. And he cherishes with love. And he brings newness of life. And so, you know, what a great time, of course, to reflect. We always do at the beginning of a new year. You look back on the year that was, and we recognize all of the things that were good, but all the things that were bad, all the places where there was hurt or sorrow or loss or emptiness, Yeah, we can identify ways that God's Spirit and God's presence was there, bringing newness, bringing, creating. And perhaps that's why he did things the way he did. When we read that the Creator made the heavens and the earth They were formless and void and dark. That doesn't sound right. But he wasn't finished. And he's not finished with us. And so we look ahead as we look into a new year. We have expectation. What is God going to do? We know there will be loss that will come and there will be hurt that will come. There will be emptiness at times. But don't forget, God is cherishing and lovingly over you. He's hovering His spirit is there. He's working. He's creating. He's renewing. So we're going to take some time here in just a moment to give you an opportunity to share maybe testimonies of what God has done or goals and ideas of what you expect God to do in the coming year. It's a time just to be honest about some things maybe and just to have expectation and to look ahead as to what you would hope God would do and what you're praying God would do in your life and how he might heal something that's broken or or fill a void or bring light into something that seems dark. So we want to give an opportunity to do that. I think we're going to have another song. Let me look at the order of this. Yeah, we're going to sing a song, uh, Christ Be Magnified, and then we'll just give an opportunity to kind of open it up and you can just stand up where you are. You can come forward, however you want to do that, and just share testimonies, And or slash goals of of what you think God is going to do in your life, what you expect him to do, uh, just your creator. He loves you. He's hovering over you with tender love and anything that's not right, that's formless, that's void, that seems dark, he will bring light and life to